0: Hello guys and welcome back to the provocative podcast jazzy here and i'm so excited for today's podcast um it's just gonna be me today me solo no guests but it's gonna be a pretty pretty long um podcast uh, a pretty long podcast episode because there's so much that I want to cover um, and go over with this topic. But before we get into the topic, you know, i like to do a little bit of intro about my life the past week. So this past weekend, I held my first um, girls little Christmas party here at the house. It was really nice. I haven't done a white elephant in a long time and we did it and we had like such an amazing time. Um, the highlight of the girls night, I think, was um, the game that we played. So Lauren, one of my good friends, she actually bought me, um, this game called we are not really strangers for my birthday. And so we got a chance to play that, which is really, really cool. I, I don't know why I forgot that I had that game. So Chris and I haven't had the chance to play that game together, but we played it all of us, all girls, I think it was like eight or nine of us. And even though some of us are closer than others, it was a really cool way to get to know each other and just like dig deep, which was pretty pretty cool. Um so anyways, highly recommend that game. Um it's it's primarily for like a couple thing like for just two people, but you can play it for, with a group as well. It just takes a little bit longer, but highly highly recommend that game. It it would be a great Christmas gift to a friend or just to get it for yourself. Um so yeah, that's that. Next, I <laughs> So I busted my ass yesterday at Barnes & Noble. So if you guys have ever been to Barnes & Nobles, you know there's like little steps, right? So I was leaving Barnes and Nobles. I was wearing my uh, sandals and I had a Blondie blast, which is like a brownie in one hand and my coffee in the other hand. And I'm walking and in my head, I'm like, Hmm, should I finish this brownie or should I give it to Chris? And so as I'm thinking, I step, but I slip and I slip twice. So the first time I like slip and I like catch myself, right? Like in the air, but at the same time I slip again. And I don't know how I managed to hold my coffee up and not spill it. But I did. But I hurt my ass so hard on the steps. And there was a family of like um, a mom and dad and their little kids. And they were all staring at the same time because I think they like you could see it happening. It was almost in slow motion. And I fell so hard. And I know they were trying really hard not to laugh at me, but it was so embarrassing, guys. I just laughed it off. I didn't cry. I kind of wanted to cry because it hurt really bad, but laughed it off. So that happened yesterday. Um, And then uh, we came home and we watched um, the Sandra Bullock called The Unforgivable. I love Sandra Bullock. And so the rating that I'm giving it is a six out of 10 just because I love her. Um, but the, sh- the movie was really, really slow, guys. So it's a good movie, but the, the storyline is really slow and the ending is not what I hope for. So I give it a six out of 10 currently Chris and I aren't watching any shows besides Dexter. So I'm not going to get into any shows, but just wanted to share the movie. Cause I know it's on the top 10 right now. So if you have two hours, it is long. So if you have two hours to just kind of waste, watch the movie. But like I said, I think the storyline needed to be a little bit faster and the ending wasn't the best. And then lastly, before we get into today's episode, um, I looked into LASIK, guys, and I had my appointment today. The only thing with that is that I'm qualified, but I'm qualified for a different treatment, which is the PRK or something like that. Um, and uh, it's just gonna be a harder recovery. So I'm kind of nervous about that. If you've had LASIK before and you wanna reach out to your girl um, through Instagram, double underscore Jessie Fit, please feel free to do so. I'm just a little bit nervous just because apparently with this one, it's just a harder downtime. It's like more downtime. Like I can't drive for like five days. I can't really be active. Apparently the second and third day are a lot more painful. So I'm a little bit nervous, but anyways, I looked into that and I'm actually excited just to not be, you know, having to wear contacts and having eye infections and things like that. Cause honestly, it's a pain in the ass. But anyways, let's get into today's topic, which is going to be confidence. Okay. So with this topic, the reason I chose it is because one, I always get this question with my friends, with with people in the DMs, they're always like, how are you so confident? I wish I was as confident as you. So I wanted to talk about that. Um, and I know that confidence issues can really affect relationships. And I know that with confidence, it's not something that you can just build in one day. It takes time. And if you don't apply um, the tools needed, you won't ever be able to build your, I won't say you won't ever be able to build your confidence, but it'll be hard harder for you to build your confidence and maintain your confidence. So those are the reasons I wanted to talk about this topic, but it's going to be broken down into two different podcasts guys, because there's so much that comes into confidence. So today's, um, episode will be, um, about confidence within yourself, how to build confidence. Cause that's the number one thing. And then how to build confidence in the gym. Cause I did get asked that question. And then next week, ep- next week's episode will be on confidence in your sexuality and confidence in your relationship, because I know those two tie in together and there's a lot that goes into that as well. So instead of making this a three hour podcast, we'll cut it down into two separate podcasts. So let's get into a little bit about my background and how I developed the skills to become a confident person. So for me, a lot of people think that I've always been as confident as I am now, and that is not the case at all. I'm 27 and I am pretty confident in myself. I, you know, thankfully love the way that I look. I love who I am. I, I know what I offer. And I finally have reached a place in my life where I'm really confident with who I am. And I don't think it's ever been questioned. It's very, very rare whenever I feel insecure um, and based on other other people, I guess I will say, because I mean, I think all of us deal with our own personal insecurities, but Feeling, you know, like me personally feeling like, oh, damn, like I feel insecure right now because this person made me feel insecure. I haven't felt that in a really long time. So I'm really grateful for that. But I want to bring it back to the beginning of my life and when I feel like I started being confident and why I was in- insecure. So as I was typing this out in my outline, I was trying to think back of when I was insecure and why I was so insecure. And growing up, I was a I was pretty insecure guys. I, number one reason I grew up with, um, you know, both of my parents, I love them very much, but my mom, she was very insecure. And till this day she kind of is, and I tried to do my best to like hype her up, but she was always every, anytime she got ready or anytime she looked really, really pretty, which my mom, she's my mom. I always think she looks amazingly beautiful, but we would tell her she looked beautiful and she would always be like, I'm so ugly. I'm so ugly. Look at this. I'm so ugly. And so, my sisters and I grew up in that household where all we heard was her speaking so negatively about herself. And so we kind of took that in. And although our mom, my mom, she always hyped us up, anytime we dressed up, she would always be like, oh, you're so beautiful. And, you know, we believed that, but we always saw the opposite. We always saw her speak so negative about herself. So I know that that was a big factor into my insecurity growing up was that. Number two, um, our dad isn't very, uh, my dad isn't very affectionate. Uh, so we never really heard him like ever tell us like, Hey, you look really beautiful or Hey, that looks nice. He's never really been a person to say like positive affirmations, I guess you would say. So, um, I'm at ease, I'm at peace with that now, but growing up in a, Place like that, it was really hard. So I'm listening to my mom tell herself she's ugly all the time. I'm um, my dad isn't affectionate at all and doesn't know how to say anything positive. So it was really hard. Um, try to believe that I was beautiful, you know? So that was, I think the biggest thing for me. Um, and then I also grew up with like very, very bushy eyebrows. My mom was very strict on me cause I'm the oldest. So I was never allowed to really do my makeup, shave my legs, do anything girly until I was like 14, 15 guys. It was, it was pretty bad. So, Um, I got bullied a lot because of my eyebrows. And if you look at my eyebrows now, obviously they look regular. I think I wish they were a little bit thicker, but you know, that goes back to like me waxing them so much because I was so insecure about my eyebrows, but I had really bushy eyebrows. So people would make fun of my eyebrows all the time. So I felt ugly because of that. And so I think once I, my mom let me, um, get them done, which I think I was like 13, thankfully like my aunt convinced her because she was like, you need to like, your daughter's not feeling good about herself. You should, you know, there's nothing wrong with her getting her eyebrows waxed. So she finally let me at 13. And I feel like that kind of helped me like feel a little bit more secure about who I was and feel better about myself. So that was like number two on my list of like, okay, okay. Family made me feel insecure. Now my eyebrows made me feel insecure. And then being in school, um, I was raised in Georgia in a very uh, small town that was primarily white. So going to school, I was like, probably like the only Hispanic girl in school for a really long time. And so not that I was ever like bullied or anything, but I was never picked as the pretty one or the boy, the one that boys liked. Right. Cause I looked different and I was different. And so I felt, I felt that. And although like the kids in school, thankfully didn't like bully me in that sense. Like with, I didn't have to deal with like a lot of racism and stuff, but I still felt that I still felt like there was a barrier there. And so that was like a lot of reasons why I felt so insecure growing up. And that's like, you know, ever since at a very young age, like it was like, eight, nine years old when I dealt with all the eyebrow stuff until like I was 13 and I got them done. And then being in high school, um, and as a freshman and, and being the only Latina, that's where the insecurity came from. Cause it, it felt lonely. And so I feel like for me, um, that was like the hardest struggle. And then also growing up, I didn't really like, know I didn't really work out or anything. Like I was raised in the restaurant, uh, business. So I, stayed in my parents' restaurant all the time. So I ate unhealthy as crap, guys. I didn't know what dieting was or anything like that. So then when I hit my preteens, when I wanted to look a certain way or I, you know, I was like, man, I need to look thin. I developed an eating disorder because I would starve myself. And the only thing I would eat were like cookies because I was obsessed with chocolate. Still to this day, I am, but it was just a very unhealthy way of eating. So I would only eat help. I would only eat cookies and starve myself. The the rest of the day because I wanted to quote unquote look good, which is the complete opposite. And please, if you're listening and you have a younger sister or a cousin or whatever, or if you're in high school and you're listening to this and you need advice on losing weight, please, please, ask for help guys, because the worst thing that you can do is starve yourself and eat junk food like I did and binge because it's a reoccurring cycle that will haunt you for the rest of your life until you get help. So please reach out to someone. If you're struggling, if you have a younger sister or cousin, ask them, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Like, and help them out as much as you can, because it's such a struggle growing up. And especially as you're preteen and a teenager and trying to be healthy and look good, quote unquote, it's it's such a hard struggle. So just want to leave that out there because for me, it was, it was, it was hard, but so I dealt with all that insecurity, which a lot of people don't know about, but I did. And I, I didn't ever feel pretty ever unless, you know, people were telling me like, Hey, you look really pretty today. And so my confidence kind of came from like the reassurance of other people. Like, Oh, when people would see me dressed up, Oh, you look pretty. Oh, you look pretty. So then I was like, okay, yeah, look, I look pretty. And that was probably the only time that I ever felt pretty. Um, I will say the only time I felt confident was like in my work ethic. I, I don't, I don't think I ever questioned my work ethic to this day. I don't, but back in the day, like when I was looking back, like I knew that I always counted on myself and I knew I had a really hard working ethic. So I never really felt um, insecure in that sense. I think that was like my biggest, I guess I was very confident in that and I felt really good when it came to my work ethic. But with the glam and feeling good about myself, it wasn't until I was around, 15 years old that I felt confident. And I will say the main reason that I started to feel confident was because I started dating Chris. So I started dating Chris and I think within like a month, I think it was like a month or two. I don't even remember how, how deep into the relationship. I remember saying like, I used to be like, I'm so ugly. And Chris, I will say, I am very lucky with my husband because he's to this day, I want to believe he's super infatuated with me. But when we were dating, he was like super into me and I love that. And I felt so good when I was with him. And I remember when I would be like, when he would be like, you look so pretty. And I'm like, no, I don't. I'm so ugly. No, I don't. I'm so ugly. I think he got to the point where he felt so tired that he literally like sat me down and he was like, that is the ugliest trait about you. And I hate it. And it was so serious. I remember like it was so serious. And he was like, you don't understand how unattractive you are to me. When you say that he's like, you're so beautiful. And I hate that you don't see it. It's so unattractive that you're constantly telling yourself that you're ugly and you're degrading yourself. He's like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to be with a person who's like that. And I feel like that was like my reality check. And I'm so grateful for that because I feel like my mic, I, my eyes got, were open. I was like, damn, I need to like, stop. This is, if he's telling me he's unattracted to me, like, fuck, like I, I, it's gotta be an ugly trait then. Cause he wouldn't say this to me unless it was. And I'm really grateful that he was honest with me. So when girls ask like, how is Chris so honest with you? And when did he start being honest with you? Since we started dating, he's always been honest. And I, I appreciate that. So I feel like for me, that was like the biggest turning point when I realized, okay, I need to like work on myself because I'm obviously struggling and um very insecure and I need to, I need to change because this is not this is not good. And so that was like my wake up point. And then after that, I felt like I just had to accept who I was. I like looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, okay, this is what you look like. This is who you are. You can't change it. So like you can't physically be like another person. So accept that, accept who you are, look at yourself in the mirror and be like, this is me. This is, this is your name. This is Jasmine. And let me see. Okay. What can I work on to make me feel better? So when I accepted who I was, then I was like, okay, what changes can I make to make myself feel better? So for me, quote unquote, to fix myself, I just kind of I don't want to say I picked myself apart, but you kind of do. You have to be like, okay, like for me, it was like, I'm not, I don't like my body. Right. So what can I do to fix that? I can start looking into coaches. I can start looking into people who are more knowledgeable than I am so that I can lose weight, the healthy weight, and I can feel better about myself. So that was like, number one, number two, I don't like my makeup, right? It could have been like, I don't like the way that my makeup looks. So what I did was I spent hours on hours on YouTube learning skills to make my makeup better, to be better at my makeup. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. Like they're like, oh you're so great at makeup. Yeah, because I sat I remember I would sit from like the time I got home from work on the weekends, which was like 10 PM, till 1, 2 a.m. learning on YouTube like makeup tutorials because I wanted to get better. So for me it was like okay what can I do to help myself, to improve myself so that I feel more confident. So working out was a big thing Thing for me. Learning how to do makeup was a big thing for me. And so, sorry, guys, I'm looking at my notes a lot. So doing things that quote unquote fix yourself or improve yourself is the best thing that you can do for yourself. And I don't mean like pick yourself apart because that's not what I want you guys to do. It's like seeing like, okay, what traits do I not like about myself and what can I do to fix them? Right. And that's what I did. And I think that's like the number one thing that you can do because, you can't just look at yourself in the mirror and be like, "I'm beautiful," and believe it. it. It takes time, and and as much as you want to do that positive reinforcement, like it's not just going to happen overnight. You just can't be like, "Oh yeah, I look beautiful." The end. No, you have to yeah tell yourself you look beautiful, but you also have to continuously work on yourself. So for me, like fixing the issues was what helped me the most, and working on myself. So. That's what helped me the most. Um, also being happy on the inside. So working on yourself, yeah, on the outside, fixing yourself, but also fixing yourself on the inside. What traits do you not like about yourself that you could focus on and what traits are making you feel insecure? Like I, I don't know, whatever you're dealing with personally on the inside, you have to You have to also fix that. You have to work on yourself so that you can feel happy on the inside and portray that on the outside because you can work on yourself on the outside. You can get your hair done, you can get your lips done, you can get surgery. But if you're not happy on the inside with who you are, You're never, ever gonna be happy. And I will say that personally, like I know that, like I could have, I remember when I was younger and I was like, I'm working, I look good and everything. But if you're not happy with who you are on the inside, you're never gonna be happy. You're gonna continuously pick yourself apart. So doing that and working on yourself, on mentally and emotionally is such a big thing when it comes to confidence. Um, So doing that, and I feel like I did that in my early 20s. Um, Also improving, yourself with action. So if you're saying you're going to do something, do it. So you can't just be like, oh, I feel beautiful today. It goes back to working on yourself and sticking to what you say you're going to do. So commit to your words saying, I want to learn how to, I, I hate the way my makeup is. I hate the way my makeup is. Okay. Well, I'm going to learn how to do makeup and stick to that. Don't just say you're going to learn how to do makeup because saying one thing and doing it are completely opposite things. So doing, putting your words into action is going to help you work on yourself and make you feel confident overall. Um, the next thing, um, Oh, like for me going back. So for actions, speaking my words into actions, I felt like, uh, in my early twenties, when I really committed to my fitness goals, I decided I wanted to do a pageant and no one convinced me to do this pageant. No one was like, Oh, Jasmine, you should do this pageant. I looked into it because I knew that that was a challenge and it was going to make me feel more confident. So I did everything that I could to improve on that. No one told me to, honestly, it was like the strictest diet I've ever been on to, Besides competing, I was eating like tilapia and like bell pepper six times a day, but no one was telling me to do that. I did that because I wanted to improve and I wanted to be better. So that's why it's so important to stick to your words and be committed to what you're going to say you're going to do because no one else is going to be able to build up your confidence. Yeah. Thankfully I had Chris to kind of give me that reality check, but if you're only dependent on the reassurance of another person, you're not going to be happy. So putting those actions and saying, and doing the things that you say you're going to do is such a such a big factor into building your confidence. So that honestly is what helped me the most, guys, and um, it's it's what created the biggest change. I've just always been the type of person to be like, I need, I, no one's gonna help me. I have to help myself. So thinking that way will get you ahead, not only like with building your confidence, but overall with your goals. It's just gonna help you out so much. So putting your actions into work, putting your words into actions is a number one, um, and. I think another, not I think, I know another thing that helped me was realizing that no one is perfect. Like everyone has their own flaws and everyone is struggling with their own thing. And realizing no one is perfect kind of humanizes everyone, right? Even the models on Instagram that you see, I will never take away the way that they look um, because I will say this and I'm gonna talk about this in a later podcast. I think a lot, right now we're in a society where a lot of people wanna discriminate other people's work and I get it. I get that social media can be quote unquote fake. There's a lot of filters, there's a lot of editing and there's a lot of angles. But personally, like, yeah, I post my best angle on on Instagram, but I look like that in person and a lot of women do. And you cannot discredit their hard work to make yourself feel better. So that's something that I'm gonna talk about later on, but I know it's hard to, think, oh, like they're not perfect. Well, they they don't look like that in person. They do, you know, some of them, they do. Some of them, yeah, they can edit, edit them, but some people they do. But going back to realizing that no one is perfect can allow you to humanize them and be like, okay, they're just like me. They have their own struggles. I'm going through my own struggles and that's it. So that's kind of like letting you kind of move on a little bit and realizing and not putting someone on a pedestal because putting someone on a pedestal, that's where you get a lot of the comparing. And that's a big no, no, when it comes to building your confidence. So realizing no one is perfect is a big one accepting that some people are better. What I just went into is, is really, really big. Cause you just have to accept it guys. Like some people just may look better than you or may be smarter than you. And as much as that shit hurts, it's real. And you just have to accept that the more you accept that, the more you can move on with your own life and you're not comparing yourself to them. Like I know I've been in a room with beautiful women and you just have to accept that they're beautiful. They have their own things in life. And I have my own, but I also realize that I have my own things in life. I know what I have to offer. And that's what's healthy because you don't create that comparison where, where it becomes unhealthy is where you're insecure and then, or you're feeling confident and then you see someone that looks better. And then you're like, oh shit, well, I'm fucking ugly now. Like, No, you can't think that way. You have to be like, oh, they're beautiful. But you know what? So am I. I'm confident in who I am. I've worked hard on who I am. I know what I have to offer. And that's all that matters. So realizing that is such a big step as well, because growing up, that was something that was hard for me too. I just felt like anytime someone else was better than me, I felt really insecure and because I was comparing myself to them. And now I don't, I realize that everyone has their own path. Everyone has their own little stepping stones. I'm on my own journey and you know, they may be better at something than I am, but I know what I have to offer. So realizing that you're no one is perfect and accepting that some people are better, it's a big, big thing. Next, stop criticizing everyone, guys. That's like probably my biggest, biggest lesson when it came to building my confidence was criticizing because I felt like, you know, I'm in front of like thousands of eyes. So I felt like everyone was criticizing me, but it was also because I, I was criticizing so many people. So I would look at someone and I'd be like, I would pick them apart. And I'd be like, oh, this, this, and that. And so when I posted something, I'm like, oh fuck, well, I'm sure they're picking me apart because just how I'm picking them apart, I'm sure they're picking me apart. And it was so unhealthy for me to do that. And I know personally, a lot of other women who deal with that because they're constantly criticizing other women to make themselves feel better. But it's, it really doesn't make you feel better. It almost puts you in like a spiral because you're like, Oh fuck. If I'm criticizing them, I'm sure that they're criticizing me. And if I post this picture, Oh my God, look at this. Look at that. Look at that. You're just completely picking yourself apart, which is so, so unhealthy. So that for me was like, the biggest reality check. And when I stopped criticizing other people, I stopped criticizing myself and I was less harsh on myself. And it was, it took some time to realize it. But once I did, it was like almost like an instant thing where I was like, okay, I need to stop and just catch yourself. If you catch yourself, pay attention next time, ladies, like when you're in a room with other beautiful women or in, if you're in the room in the gym or whatever, ask yourself, what am I thinking about these women? Am I criticizing them? And, and then go back to how you're feeling about yourself, because that will really, really change your perspective and really, really help you into building your own confidence. Um, and then lastly, when it comes to building your own confidence, guys, the who cares mentality, and I'm sure you guys hear it, the fucking mentality, the who cares mentality is your best friend. I mean, you can go out there and be a hoe, be a hoe if you want to, but, and if you don't care, you don't care. But this goes back to a a deeper meaning. It's more about accepting who you are and being comfortable in your own decisions so that you don't care what anyone else says. And you don't change who you are or your thoughts based on what other people think. Yeah, you can cool. Like it's important to question yourself and be like, okay, am I making the right decision? Am I, am I, I'm making the, the, is this the best uh, move for me? Things like that. It's, it's okay to question yourself. So in order to grow, but when you are truly confident in your decision, don't allow others to affect that because that was another thing I would decide something. And then I'd be like, someone would be like, well, I don't know. That just kind of seems dumb. And then I'm like, you know what? You're right. I don't know. I should, I should, I should, do something else. And the indecisiveness really, really creates more insecurity than you realize. So being more stern and being decisive in your decision and sticking to it and falling through with it is going to help you a lot when it comes to building your own personal confidence. So yeah, guys, and honestly, not caring. Like it, it's hard to say, it's easy to say that like, oh, don't care. Um, cause I know it's, it's hard not to care what other people think, but as long as for me, like with my own journey, as long as I'm happy and Chris and I are happy and we're on the same page, that's all that matters to me, you know, cause I'm married. If I was, you know, dating, maybe like, obviously my, what I feel would be the most important, but because I'm married, I take Chris's opinion a lot. And so, you know, I, I want us to have a good marriage and I want us to be good. And, and sometimes, you know, we, we get into our little, like, well, I think this way and I think that way, but not caring what other people think is so important. So for me, is like, as long as Chris and I are happy with our decision, that's all that matters. People are entitled to their own opinion. They can think whatever they want. I'm never going to hush people up. Like you can't, you can't control what other people think. And realizing that and being like, you know what, you can think what you want to think and that's fine, but I'm still going to be me. I'm still going to do what I want to do is so important. And just believe in that and trust yourself. So Those are the things guys that helped me the most in building my confidence. Um, It's not, like I said, it wasn't like from one way, from one day to another that I developed good confidence. It was just, you know, working on it every single day, realizing when I was criticizing other people, realizing when I was, you know, not working on myself or I was being lazy or I was like just complaining, like, like I was saying, there's a lot of us that are like, Oh, I want to do this. Or I want to like, I'm going back to the makeup. I want to learn how I want to do better makeup. I want to do better makeup. I just can't do it. My eyebrows look at this, stop complaining and just fucking take the time to learn and be better because that's where confidence will grow the most. So doing things like that, working on yourself, realizing when you have a problem or you're criticizing other women, or you're comparing yourself to other people, it's going to be, it's going to be big steps into changing and building that confidence. But like I said, it's just going to take some time, but work on it. You can't just build confidence from not working on it working on it is your biggest biggest thing guys and as women guys we have to as women ladies not guys we have to work on it because it it's it's tough in the in the society we are today we're constantly on social media we're constantly seeing beautiful women magazines models and it's hard not to compare ourselves but just working on yourself building that confidence is going to be so important so that you can be happy in your own life and you can be happy in other relationships and friendships so that's going to conclude my building your confidence in who you are. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about the gym. There's not a lot of points when it comes to, to the gym, but I do want to, you know, just talk about a little things that can build up your confidence in the gym, especially if you're a beginner. I know if you're not a beginner, I feel like a lot of women are already pretty confident when they go into the gym, or at least when I go into the gym and I see women who are, who have been there for years, they look pretty confident. So this can be more, this pertains more a little bit for beginners, but Number one thing that I wrote down is being prepared, which means having your workout already planned and an outline, you already know what you're gonna do when you get in the gym, right? That way you don't feel like a lost puppy. I think a lot of us sometimes are like, well, I don't know what I'm gonna do in the gym today and I feel lost and I'm just, I don't know. And then you get this anxiety. So knowing ahead of time what you're gonna work out, what your workout split looks like is going to help you big time. So if you're a beginner, having that down, having it in your notes or even having your notepad, guys. Don't ever be embarrassed to take your little notepad to the gym, have your workouts laid out. That way you know what you're gonna do when you get into the gym. Number two, if you aren't familiar with exercises, look them up before you go into the gym. I used to look up the exercises before. So if I had a workout split and I had legs today and I had five exercises, I would literally look up those five exercises before going into the gym and almost save, I would save screenshots of how they looked. That way I could go back that day, if I was at the gym and obviously I couldn't watch the tutorial, but I had screenshots of how, like, you know, if I was like, I don't know how this position is, let me screenshot it so I can remember in case I need to look back at it. And that would help tremendously. So watching videos and taking screenshots, that way you're already prepared and you know how to perform those exercises is going to help you so, so much when it comes to being confident in the gym. And then, um, working out at the least busy times is also going to be a big thing. I, I hate to say that because I would love for you guys to feel, you know, good enough to go to the gym at any time, but sometimes that will, um, you know, give, make you more anxious if the gym is packed so maybe going in at an earlier time or a later time so that you are you know getting familiar with the gym and you don't feel so much pressure of other people can actually really help you so i actually thrive with more people because i thrive on the energy but if you're new and you're you're nervous about you know there's so many people at the gym working out at least at a least busier time will definitely help and then working out with a friend also helps a lot like in the beginning Take a buddy, take a girl, or work out with—I uh, don't know—a guy if you want. Um, a guy's also like if you work out with a guy who's been working out for a long time, that actually really really does help. Um, but you know, ladies, just make sure the the right intentions are there. Or, I don't know if you're trying to develop a relationship, you try to develop a relationship. But building, uh, but taking a friend and working out with someone will help a lot too. And if you're both. Um, familiar with the gym, it'll help too. Cause if you're not familiar and then you bring a friend that's not familiar and you're trying to explain things to them, it can be a little bit hard. So working out with a friend that's familiar with the gym is going to help. And then also don't be afraid to ask for help. There's a lot of people there. There's a lot of trainers I'm sure that are glad to help you out. And if you're doing online training, reach out to your coach and be like, Hey, I'm just nervous about this. Can you give me some tips? So reaching out for help. I promise no one is there to judge you. And in the gym, honestly, everyone is so focused on themselves that they're really not paying attention to you. So asking for help is a big one. And then work yourself up to the busy area. So let's say you're not, you're not working out at the busy times, right? So that's fine. Don't work out at the busy times take maybe a month or two to get used to the gym and then go in the busy times. Right. And then if you're like, feel like you're in the green zone, which I call it like the area where it's like very, very like, there's not like a bunch of dumbbells. There's not a lot of guys working out there. If you want to take the time and work and work out there, work out there. That's where I started. I started at the back of the gym. I never, ever went to the rack, the front rack of the gym. It took me some time to build myself up, but set a little goal for yourself, right? So build yourself up and be like, okay, after a month or two months of me working out at this time, I'm gonna try building myself up to the front, to the dumbbells and be more confident. Um, Setting little goals like that will help you instead of being like fearful of like, oh, I'll never get up there. No, like work yourself up baby steps to that front area. And then I promise once you're there, it's a piece of cake. So working yourself up is a really big one. And then dressing the part guys, this one's so, so important. Dress apart. Buy good gym clothes that make you feel confident. It's so important because I know that when I, if you ever see me in the gym, if you're in Houston, if you ever see me in the gym, I feel my best when I look my best. And there's days where I go in in a t-shirt and literally like my socks aren't matching and. I'm just not feeling good that day. And sometimes, some days when I don't feel like that, I'm literally in there to just like work. I don't want anyone to talk to me. I'm just not feeling my best. And it reflects on my workout sometimes. So dressing the part is really, really important because you feel confident. You'll go into the gym feeling good about yourself and there's no better feeling than that. So dressing the part, spend some money on some nice gym clothes and that will make you feel very, very confident in yourself. And also ladies, If you wanna wear the damn makeup to the gym, wear the damn makeup to the gym. If you wanna curl your hair to the gym, curl your hair to the fucking gym, who cares? And if you're gonna be one of those who judges, who the fuck are you to judge? Like that person's there doing work, working on themselves, whether or not they want to fucking sweat off their makeup, if that's their issue, it's not yours. So if they want to go in there and have their hair curled and their makeup done, so what? I used to get shit all the time in college. I would dress nice to go to college. So my hair and my makeup was done. And then I would go straight from studying to the gym. So my makeup and my hair was done. And I remember a girl was like, oh my God, Jasmine just comes in here because to get attention because her hair is curled. No bitch, I'm not, you want, what do you want? You want me to go home and take off my makeup and wash my hair just to make you feel better? No. If you want to wear the damn makeup to the gym, wear the makeup to the gym. Obviously it's harder to, when you sweat, obviously like your makeup will run. So choose your battle. But if you want to wear it, wear it, do whatever makes you feel confident. And like going back, who cares what other people think you're there to do the work as long as you're there. Yeah. To do the work and you're not there just to take selfies. Cause I will say, people will speak on that behalf. But if you're there to do the work and then you take a couple of selfies, who cares, right? So dressing the part, wearing your makeup is super important. I think at least for females to feel confident in the gym. And then lastly is focus on your own journey. Everyone there at the gym guys is worried about themselves. like to be honest. Like when I go in there, I'm working on myself. I mean, obviously you look around and you'll be like, oh, that girl's pretty or that guy's hot, whatever. But overall, my goal is to be there and work on myself, right? I'm so focused on my sets and my muscle connection and looking my best that I don't really care. I don't even know what the other person's journey looks like, right? I'm so focused on myself. So focus on your own journey. Don't compare yourself to someone who's been working out for years and years and years, because that will only, only bring down your confidence guys. So focus on your own journey. You'll get to that point. If you stay consistent, right? That person has their own journey. You have your own journey. And as long as you're staying consistent with your own personal journey, you will make a lot of progress. So it may be slower than someone else's, but who cares? As long as you're making progress and you're working on yourself, that's all that matters. So I think that's it as far as like the gym goes. Oh. And then lastly, I did put work yourself up to weights and cardio. (laughs) That's a pretty important one too, because that can really affect your confidence. If you go in there and you're like, I'm going to do 45 minutes of cardio and I'm not going to be sore. No, you'll wake up the next day, practically not wanting to walk. And like, I just explained it to you guys on my last podcast, I was off for two weeks and I felt like, I could not walk for like a week. So even I do, I have to work myself up because I can't just go back to uh, uh, this super grand. I can lift whatever I want. It takes time. So building yourself up, which I promise you will, as long as you stay consistent, will make you feel better and will overall bring your confidence up as well. So... I think that's it, guys. It's it's a long segment about confidence. And la- next week, I do wanna talk about confidence in your sexuality and in your relationship. But the key points, going back to my personal journey and what I talked about, those are the most important things to build up your confidence. Once you do all those steps and you make the necessary steps to build your confidence, that will just carry on to everything else. Granted, confidence in your sexuality is a little bit harder, right? Because um, you have to be a little bit more vulnerable but being confident in yourself will carry on to your relationships, your friendships. You'll have better. I promise you, you'll have better friendships. And I was thinking about like my own personal friendships now, like they're all the, thankfully all the girls I'm surrounded with, they're so confident in themselves. And it really, really allows us to have such a beautiful friendship because there's no, absolutely no competition. And some of my friends are as girly I am, as I am. They're not super dressed up. They don't do their makeup, but they never, they don't do their makeup as much as I do, I will say, but they never make me feel guilty for who I am. And they never try to belittle me like, Oh, look at Jasmine dressed up or look at Jasmine all glam. Like never, never a negative comment. And because we accept each other for who we are and they still are so confident in themselves because they know what they bring to the table and they know who they are. And that's so important in friendships and relationships. And I'm just so grateful to be at the position that I am and and be confident who I am because I know that just makes me feel better overall. And people can see that. And it's it's more of a positive light. The more insecure you are, the more negative energy you portray. And it's just, to be honest, guys, it's such a, a really ugly trait to have. So working on that, guys, if you have a 2022 resolution, make it to build your confidence. Cause I promise you that will carry on to everything. Even financially, it will, it will carry to every aspect of your life that you can imagine. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast and you guys got to know a little bit of my background. I promise you guys, I was not always so secure about myself. It takes time. And I do deal with insecurities here and there, but I have to kind of go back and be like, this is who I am this is what I do. If there's something that I can do to fix it, I will fix it. And if there's not, then I just have to accept, that this is the way that God created me. So thank you guys so much for listening in and tuning in. Don't forget to leave a five-star review. Don't forget to leave a comment down below as well. Let me know what you guys have thought about this podcast. Let me know if anything resonated with you guys. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram as well at the provocative podcast. If you guys have any personal questions for me, you guys can do so at double underscore jazzy fit on Instagram. And yeah, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate you guys. And I will see you guys next time. Bye.